0: Welcome back to another episode of Hits Different, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Molly. I'm Ryan. Today we've got the fresh Tavis content for you. Karma is my boyfriend coming your way. We have a brand new game that Ryan doesn't even know about yet. And we are going to get you ready for the Grammys with a little trip down memory lane of Taylor's Grammy history. In our next episode, we're going to get you ready for the Eras Tour because it picks back up in just a few weeks.
1: So Ryan's going to let you know we need a little help from you for our next episode. We're going to talk about essentials to bring to the Eras Tour. Things not to bring, things not to wear. So if you've been and you have some tips, let us know your most essential item or items. Comment down below on our YouTube or on Facebook tiktok instagram make sure you let us know Yeah, we want
0: to hear um if you went to the errors tour in 2023 we want to know what you brought that was valuable or maybe something that you brought that was ended up being useless so that we can get the swifties who are going in 2024 get them a nice little uh list ready to go because ryan and i are both planners and um you gotta start planning that shit in advance okay (laughs) Are we? Are we both planners? We are both planners. Just some of us can execute more than others.
1: (laughs) Some of us plan the day before. Some of us plan six months out, you know?
0: (laughs) This is for the people who are either going to be going in Tokyo in like 24 hours from when that episode (laughs) drops, or they're going into (laughs) Vancouver and they're getting ready a year in advance. If you are watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment below, and we've already started making some special bonus content for our YouTube channel, so definitely subscribe there if you'd like to get additional content in between our episodes. To start us off, we are just gonna start with the best, okay? It's time for Comment is My Boyfriend. Comment is a God. Where's the guy the Coming straight home to me. Oh my gosh, we have gotten so much Tavis content in the last two weeks. She showed up to the Dolphins playoff game with a custom 87 jacket on that like broke the internet.
1: Yes, many, many, many comments about the fact that it was not a Nike jacket, but in fact a custom um addition made by Kristen never gonna say your last name correctly yeah that's a good call
0: she made a jacket for Brittany and Taylor um the story I heard no idea if this is true is that she has made custom pieces of clothing for Brittany before and so she just went ahead and sent one for Taylor hoping that Brittany would give it to Taylor
1: to wear dang And, of course, Taylor probably freaked out and was like, oh, my God. And now, of course, everybody wants one. And this chick is famous beyond belief. But I did also hear that, like, she technically can't sell them potentially because it is still has, like, the Nike check or, like, Mm. there's still some trademark issues going on if she was to sell these refurbished items because you're technically still selling, like, a Nike jacket. So it might just be, like, an insider celebrity custom gift. I don't know if she can actually profit off of it. I don't
0: know. Interesting. Interesting. And then also the Kristen, um, the person who made the jacket, her husband is an NFL player and he was like all up in the comments that day, making sure to pay credit to her. Like Kristen made this jacket, like tagging her account.
1: Yeah. I'll be interested to see where that goes, but I mean, she has the fame now so she can just have celebrities pay her under the table. And you know, I'm sure Brittany paid for it, obviously just like us, us norm- normies out here can't buy one, but that's okay. It probably would be way too expensive anyway.
0: It's also one of those things that it's like, Taylor's probably never going to wear that again. The next game was maybe even colder than, well, I don't know. that That game was really, really freaking cold. But then the Chiefs won, and they went on to play in Buffalo, which was also freezing. And she wore a different jacket that did not look nearly as warm. And I'm like, man, you really – because you're Taylor Swift, you're not going to wear that twice, are you? No.
1: Because she's a celebrity, she's not going to wear that twice. Yeah. She might wear it, like, out, I would say, out to run errands, but she <laughs> doesn't really do that either. So Can you imagine? Yeah, it lives in her closet forever until they break up. Can you imagine? <laughs> She'll wear it to the grocery store, you know? It's <laughs> normal. Photo of Taylor Swift. Taylor's seen at Trader Joe's. <laughs> that wouldn't draw
0: any attention to herself. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Yeah.
1: I mean, you go or, to Whole think, Foods, Who am I
0: kidding? Not Trader Joe's. But Travis was seen at a Trader Joe's shopping a couple months ago, like when she was in town. So maybe she does like Trader Joe's. That's true.
1: It's for the poor man, the bougie poor man. I shop at Trader Joe's. The bougie poor it's for man. It's bringing nice stuff for not a lot. Dude, yeah, you save a lot of money at Trader <laughs> you Joe's. You feel like you're getting good product. Yeah.
0: You are getting, because you are getting a good product.
1: Shout out Trader Joe's. <laughs>
0: I feel like the jacket was the biggest storyline from that game. So we'll just fast forward straight on to the next playoff game, which was at Buffalo. They were playing the Bills. It was there are so many big sports storylines surrounding this game because the Chiefs had never played a playoff game on the road. Well, Patrick Mahomes got his thirteenth playoff win. The Bills fans were talking mad crap about Taylor leading up to this game. They were burning freaking photos of her before the game when she landed and uh, got to the stadium. There was a clip of Bills fans shouting at her bills by a billion and she like blew them a kiss pretty aggressively. Um, There was just so much smack and they did not realize that Taylor has karma on her side. And when you do that, you will be punished.
1: She also has a devout fandom. um, Who will come for you? And I was just thinking that she probably has realized since she's been going to all these games that it's now becoming fun because it's just her against all of these men who have very fragile egos for no reason. So it's now probably just become a whole different thing for her. You know, she shows up to these games and it's like, let's go. What man do I need to crush today? I feel like Taylor you know, at the
0: beginning of the season when she started going to Chiefs games, she was like, I'm just happy to be here. But this was playoff, Taylor. When I saw the clip of the fan yelling at her bills by a billion, I'm like, she's just going to keep walking. You know, she's used to hecklers.
1: But the turn and the... So good. It's probably easier because it's not like about her anymore. You know what I mean? Like they think it's about her, but she's seeing it as like this is just this is sports, you know what I mean? It's like she's a Chiefs fan. That's how it is. She's like I like sports. We're just fun. I'm worried she's going to like damage her vocal cords. There was a clip of her from the Dolphins game
0: where it was mm. from the stands. Someone recorded her and she was like Aah! <laughs> i'm like oh no taylor you gotta go back on tour soon <laughs> like don't
1: blow out the vocal cords Jeez, considering she usually what doesn't like talk or something like afterwards supposedly she said in the time person of the Year article
0: that she usually goes on like vocal rest like in between the shows yeah when she has like three in a row maybe the games are keeping her voice warmed up for the tour actually Maybe. There were also a lot of storylines leading up to this game that were swirling in the tabloids. This was one of the bonus YouTube videos that we did. People thought that somehow she and Jason and Kylie like had a strained relationship and there were some news stories about it. Well, Jason and Kylie showed up to the box. Jason lost the week before, so the Eagles were out of the playoffs and they were are free to travel because the season's over. So the whole Kelsey family showed up. It was like Travis's mom and dad, uh, Donna and Ed were both there, and then Jason and Kylie. And we finally got to see some clips of Taylor interacting with Travis's brother, which I just think was so fun. Who eventually was shirtless. Correct. Also, did you see Travis's touchdown
1: celebration? Fearless era. Hell yeah. So good. She taught him well. She really did. While looking at the box, apparently. Yeah, he like blew a kiss and then threw up the hard hands. Oh, I hope they win next week for her because I don't care about NFL, but I don't wish a loss for her.
0: If they were to lose, the silver lining would be
1: that Travis could go to the Grammys. True. Unless he's too sad still.
0: Considering the way that the Chiefs have been playing, the fact that they won this game I think was a huge accomplishment. Accomplishment. And he should just take that as a win. Travis hadn't scored a touchdown in, like, seven games, and then he scored two. Did you, by chance, see Travis's pregame outfit? I did not. Wow. Is that her uh, anti-hero video? That's her from the anti-hero video. For our listeners, Travis wore, like, a mustard yellow suit with a striped, like, turtleneck shirt underneath, which it looks like almost identical to one of the outfits Taylor is wearing in the anti-hero music video.
1: <laughs> that is an odd choice. I mean, you know how I feel about his wardrobe.
0: He's supporting Midnight's for Grammy album of the year.
1: Is he? Or he's wearing Chief's colors and trying to be like an artsy painter in France. It's also the look he could be going for.
0: Sometimes I feel like everybody is an art bro lately. So the Chiefs beat the Bills. All the Bills fans who were talking crap about Taylor are now drowning in their own tears. And my favorite uh, celebration that I saw afterwards is that a Chiefs tight end posted a video with Bad Blood playing in the background. Cause baby now we Ah. got Bad Blood. You know it used to be Bad Blood. Ah!
1: That better be Taylor's version.
0: I don't think it is. What? It's all right. We'll teach him. Flag on the play. Oh, yeah. There was just so much good content that came out of the game. Once again, I've said it before, but as a sports fan and a Taylor fan, the internet on the days of Chiefs games that Taylor goes to is just like my favorite place to be. You do follow it very closely. (laughs) Oh, in our last episode, I started it off by saying that you were not as hardcore of a Swifty. I feel like I need to correct this statement because I had a couple of friends text me afterwards like, I didn't realize that Brian wasn't as big of a Swifty and I'm like, I didn't explain that properly.
1: Yeah, I just have a podcast just for fun (laughs) because I have nothing else. I have nothing else going on, you know? I just, I kind of like Taylor and... I have nothing else to talk about in my life, so I'm just like, yeah, why not, Molly? I'll help you out. I'll join the podcast.
0: If you can't tell, she's being sarcastic. Oh,
1: yeah, I know. I'm like, I should say spoiler. That's not true. (laughs) Disclaimer. Not true. Ryan is a big Swifty. She just happens
0: to have approximately four jobs.
1: And we digest info differently. So even if I had one job, I would be more in the know. But I don't know. I feel like I really like step up when the albums are coming out. I mean, we went all in for 1989. And I'm just I'm really just sitting around. I'm like hibernating, waiting for rep. And until then, you know, I'm just here for the ride.
0: When I said that you were not as big of a Swiftier, I, don't, I forget how I phrased it now, but it was just wrong. What I really meant is I have no life and I follow <laughs> the Taylor Swift news cycle constantly and it's gotten even worse because we have a podcast. Like I did it a lot anyway, but now I'm like, I have to know what's going on. And you just know that I'll know what's going on. So you don't feel the need <laughs> to keep up with
1: it. <laughs> I know, and now thanks to our Foolish One segment, I'm almost like, okay, I feel like I need to know enough, but I can't know too much, or else then, what's the joke? You know? But I still wouldn't know enough, but, (laughs) like...
0: Yeah, like someday yeah, there's just a lot someday if we make it big and we actually start making some money off of this podcast then it would become more of our jobs and you'd be more in the know and then I wouldn't be able to make fun of you
1: and then I'd quit my other jobs so
0: that's what I mean you'd have more time and then you'd be more in the know but then it wouldn't be as funny when I school you on things which is I'm about to do <laughs>
1: I know there's sometimes like I mean, leading up the last two weeks to this podcast, Molly's like, oh my God, I'm making the rundown. I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm just thinking, like, what has happened in the last two weeks? Like, outside of the obvious, the games, Grammy's coming up. I'm like, that's it. And it's like, no, there's always so much more that I can't keep up with.
0: So much more. Are you ready to find out the game I've been preparing for you? I love games
1: games
0: all right the name of this game is two truths and
1: and a liar (laughs) what and a liar two truths and a what and a liar two truths and a liar
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to read off information in groups of three and you're gonna guess which one is
1: and a liar the liar and pathetic. It wasn't true. Oh, I love this so much.
0: Wow. Our producer is playing lots of clips in our ears. I didn't even know that he prepared for this. I only requested and a liar. And a liar. And pathetic. And pathetic. Okay. Here we go. The uh the first category of two truths and... And a liar. Is <laughs> the Bills game. All right. So... I'm going to read off three things and two of them will be true and one of them will be It wasn't true. And when you guess, you will find out if it was This time it was true. Or (laughs)
1: And a liar.
0: (laughs) So to start, we will just pick it right back up at the Bills game that we were just talking about. So number one, Jason Kelsey took shots out of a bowling ball at a tailgate. Number two, Jason Kelsey participated in the Bills tailgating tradition of jumping onto a table and breaking it. And number three, Jason Kelsey jumped off out of the suite and lifted up a fan to introduce her to Taylor.
1: I would say the last one's a lie. Jason lifting up a fan to see Taylor is a lie. What you heard is true. Okay.
0: Jason legitimately jumped out of the suite. So he'd already done it once in the game, but then he saw a Bills fan holding up a poster that said, I heart Taylor Swift. And he literally was like, hold my beer, jumped out of the suite, went, lifted her up, brought her over to like the big plexiglass of the suite. And she waved at Taylor and Taylor waved back and then he like put her down and then he jumped back into the suite
1: wow he must have been really vibing off them drinks Was this when he had did he have a shirt on at this point he did not have a shirt on so your uh, your remaining options are
0: jason kelsey took shots out of a bowling ball at a tailgate or jason kelsey participated in the bills tailgating tradition of jumping onto a table and breaking it which one's
1: the lie this is hard i'll say the bowling ball is a lie this time it was true
0: dang it <laughs> He rolled up to a Bills tailgate. (laughs) Mind you, like, Kylie and family are already, like, in the suite around the time we're seeing this hit social media. He went up to a tailgate and took a bowling ball and took shots of it. And, yeah, the Bills fans do jump off of tables and break them, but Jason didn't do that.
1: In hindsight, that makes the most sense now looking back (laughs) through this round. But... Nonetheless, I lost. (laughs) And a liar. (laughs) And a liar.
0: Pathetic. Round two. The Dolphins game. Number one. Taylor was seen singing along to country roads. Number two. Taylor gave her scarf to a fan. Number three. Taylor was caught on camera looking at her own frozen breath in the cold. I'll say
1: the scarf one wasn't true. What you heard is true.
0: She took her scarf off and handed it to a fan because it was so cold that day. And she was like, you're our good luck charm. And the fan looked cold. So she gave someone her scarf. The scarf stories live on.
1: What? (laughs) All right. I'm going to say the country roads isn't true. It wasn't true. Yay. Great. She was seen singing along to,
0: I've got friends in low places. So I just changed
1: it to country i should have known that was you because as soon as i heard country roads i was like molly and i was like i should have known that wasn't true dang it round three
0: taylor celebrations number one taylor gave out high fours to chiefs fans number two taylor held up the number 10 on her fingers after a touchdown number three taylor and britney blew kisses to the bills fans after the game Mm,
1: the last one's not true it wasn't true good job i actually knew the first one the high fours i saw the pictures yeah i don't know why she was doing that but the
0: person who scored his name is rasheed rice and he is number four so she's like he scored a touchdown and people went to go try to give her a five
1: and she's like no high four high four (laughs) i thought it because it was cold and yeah i don't know (laughs) And then just now, I thought you were gonna say that he was like missing a thumb, and nope, none of those are true. No. It's just Taylor being nope. like, I can
0: count. And then yeah, then the number ten, Pacheco scored yesterday, and she was going ten.
1: I love numbers. And then people were like, "What does it mean?" She did it three times. It's how many days till rep releases?
0: Actually, you know that. Happens. Actually, I haven't even seen that yet. So we could start the she rumors. Did it 10
1: times. <laughs> yeah, dude, let's go. You heard it first. You are... Go back, count how many times she flashed them fives and do the math and then, you know, times it by two and whatever. TS11 is coming. It. <laughs> it probably announced the day of her first day back on tour. We don't know. And the high fours, those were, those were an Easter egg too, guys. Come on. Shit, you're right. We've been missing clues. <laughs> do the math. Out <laughs> of the fours and the tens. Molly's I definitely am. thinking about this right now. She- I am <laughs> I So to see what I come up with. I'm really hoping that a Swifty
0: who listens to this podcast does math because we don't math here.
1: We need a math teacher, guys. <laughs> we need a math teacher, an accountant, financial advisor, someone. If anyone would like to be the official hit
0: stiff pod mathematician, we are hiring.
1: What can we give you? Nothing. Um <coughs> We can give you virtual high fours. We can give you a
0: platform for your math skills. All right, round four, Swifty-inspired food. Number one, the Bills sold Bad Blood waffle fries and karma quesadillas. Number two, Raisin Bran is capitalizing off of the Jack Antonoff photo of Taylor eating raisins, and they are releasing an ERA's tour-themed cereal box. Number three, a bakery made a black and white cake with a picture of taylor swift's empty instagram account pre-rep announcement and if you light the cake on fire the icing burns off and reveals a photo of taylor in her rep costume
1: oh my god okay well first thing i'm thinking about is if you made any of those last two up i'm concerned um okay okay but then again, I'm like, the Raisin brand thing, I feel like you would have told me. But then again, maybe you didn't because you wanted to save it. I would go with the first one because the bills, are they really gonna? Are they really giving in to Taylor? I thought that was the whole, like, we hate her. And then also, what is a karma quesadilla? Is that one that you regret later on? Like, <laughs> is that really the best name for your quesadilla? Or any food, honestly. Oh, this is my karma taco. Mm. No. No one wants that. <laughs> And bad blood what? What was the other one? Bad blood. Bad blood waffle fries. Gross. So the ketchup <laughs> is like the blood? No. I think you made that up, Molly. And if you did, that was great. This time it was true. <laughs> they really Why? Sold, they really sold that. Karma quesadilla? She has so many songs. Why do you need to name one after that? <laughs> karma quesadilla <sighs> all right well i hope nobody has you know regrets from eating any of that <laughs> weird weird choice you know like the Eras tour like how they did like really nice cocktails named after her and it was yeah all, we yeah, had like a lavender haze cocktail that's a vibe that's yeah. on brand but when you start naming food it gets a little fucking weird okay great um i mean it has to be the raisin brand isn't true and a liar. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I totally I made like, that one up. I was like, if you made... Wait. Okay, good. I was like, if you made up the cake, <laughs> so then when you the burn cake... it, it reveals her face. And I'm like, Molly, this has got to be real or else I don't understand.
0: <laughs> I really, really wish that I had made it up because it's
1: so creative.
0: Yeah. And I was also worried that you would have seen it because I liked it on our tic- joint TikTok account. <laughs>
1: I'm not going through our own likes (laughs) come on so uh, where can I get one of these cakes right dang that bitch is selling out next round
0: Taylor style number one Taylor was seen wearing new heights merch number two Taylor was seen wearing snake boots number three Taylor was seen wearing a necklace with a quote from Kobe Bryant
1: on it Well, I know number two is true. Uh, uh, I want to say the New Heights isn't true. It wasn't true. Good
0: job. Kylie was wearing... (laughs) Kylie is such a true Eagles fan. She did not actually wear Chiefs gear at the Chiefs-Bills game. She wore New Heights merch... That's, like, the color of the Chiefs because they have New Heights merch in both, like, Eagles colors and Chiefs colors. But it was so oversized. I wonder if it was Jason's. <laughs> like, it was huge. You know, she just knows she's, like, I'm not buying shit in red and yellow.
1: Yeah. Or it was... uh, What's his face? It was Travis's. Yeah. So why would Jason have an orange and red one? Orange and well, because
0: he... Red um, red because it's their podcast you know travis showed up wearing like eagles colors to an eagles game earlier this year mm. um but yeah the necklace that had a kobe quote on it said bet on yourself
1: oh where'd right? you get it
0: i think it was from like some charity auction for the mampasita foundation
1: mm.
0: yeah vanessa That's bryant cute. reposted about the uh, story about her wearing it, and she was wearing it into the studio. Oh, boy. Bet on yourself. Let's go rep. All right. We've got two more rounds left. The next one is Taylor and Friends. Number one, Gracie Abrams sang You Belong With Me at Karaoke in Australia. Number two, Selena Gomez changed her profile picture on all of her socials to be black and white. Number three, Jack Antonoff tweeted, I can fight. I want to say number two is the
1: lie. And a liar. I feel like I would have heard I would have heard of that.
0: So Selena didn't do it, but a couple other of Taylor's friends all have black and white socials now. People are freaking out about it, but Selena is not one of them. So I was hoping to get you with that. And yeah, Gracie posted um on her Insta story. So she's on tour in Australia right now. She posted on her Insta story a picture of like her, like at karaoke with the lyrics to You Belong With Me. And then Jack Antonoff, I can only assume it was not related to Taylor, but the fact that he tweeted, I can fight, when the running joke in the Swifty verse has been, Can Joe fight? And then she started dating Travis and it was like, Travis can fight. I just thought it was hilarious that he
1: tweeted that. Man, he does tweet some pretty obscure stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows what he's talking about?
0: my personal favorite jack antonoff tweet ever was kanye is a little bitty bitch
1: (laughs) (laughs) a little bitty bitch
0: (laughs) all right final category taylor merch store fails one the 1989 viewfinders were shipped out finally And Swifties are discovering that they have photos of 1989 and reputation in them. Number two, the Australian Swifties are starting to receive their VIP packages for the tour. And their commemorative ticket says 2023 instead of 2024. Or number three. Swifties are receiving their lover snow globes finally from their Christmas orders, but due to the extreme cold in the Northeast, they are arriving frozen and cracked.
1: What is a viewfinder?
0: It's like, <laughs> you know, one of those old school things that like hold up and you put a little film in it and then you like click it and it spins. It's like a Polaroid camera. They were selling them for 1989 merch.
1: Mm, I'm going to say that 2023 is a lie. This time it was true. Wow. Yeah, people
0: are receiving VIP boxes with the wrong year on it. Guess they'll be
1: reselling those. (laughs) The last one sounds like a lie, but I'm going to say that the viewfinder is a lie. It wasn't true. Hey. I mean, that would be peak trolling. That'd be sick. They're like, oh, that's why this took so long to send out, because we decided to fuck with you guys and throw in some rep stuff. It'd be like, okay. So uh, the viewfinder has, like, two different things of
0: film, and one of them is, like, the old or original 1989 photo shoot, and then the second one is the new 1989 Taylor's version photo shoot. Oh Yeah. I'm surprised they kept the old stuff. I know. I was surprised by that, too. But I guess she technically still owns, like, some of that creative. And then, yeah, the lover snow globes have been, like, a hot... Swifty merch item in the store. They like sell out like hotcakes, and they were for sale again over Christmas. Um, but all the Christmas orders got delayed, and so people are just now
1: getting them. R. I. P. Your customer service lines. Yikes. Yeah, not ideal. I would not want to be customer service for Taylor's merch. My God. Right. Holy heck, they deserve everything. Yeah, and so people
0: are reaching out, being like, "Yo." You shipped it in, like, sub-zero temperatures, and it wasn't protected well enough, and it is now broken. And they're like, would you like a refund? Because we sold out, so we can't replace it for
1: you. They're like, no, you should have waited. And they're like, well, we we were trying to get it out to you as quick as possible. It's like, was it was it worth it? Couldn't have waited, like, three months to not. You have already waited this long. All right, well, that concludes Two Truths and... And a liar. hey. <laughs> I got, like, what, two out of five? I should have of?
0: been scorekeeping.
1: We'll have to do that next time. Our Swifty listener mathematician can join in. Um, you know, the person we're betting, person who knows math can go back and count and let us know. Yeah.
0: I was actually worried that you were going to know more than you did, so thanks for uh, proving me right.
1: <laughs> the Internet is vast and I can't keep up, clearly, you're, or I'm not getting the right notifications, or I don't well, know. Well,
0: I think, as we've discussed before, I am a big Twitter Swifty, and you're not, and a lot of that stuff is coming from there. Like, you're a TikTok Swifty, a Twitter Swifty.
1: Yeah, you're right. And TikTok delivers a whole different batch of usually useless content on TikTok, it's usually just people with their wild theories or just them making cool content tailor videos. Not really helpful at all. Entertaining, not helpful. Someday I'll come up with a TikTok
0: Swifty inspired segment, but that's what we have for now.
1: Ooh, I could do that. I could reverse the yeah. role and school you. Please do. Writing it, yes. it down. Writing it down. The Grammys are coming up, y'all. Get ready. Mark your calendars for February, February... Fourth, February fourth. Get it? Santa's coming. February fourth. Bebe, <laughs> Santa's coming to town, and midnight's gonna win.
0: We're so excited. We're gonna be together <laughs> to watch the Grammys. It's gonna be great.
1: Content house. We haven't been together since. Wait, have I? I don't think we've been together since nineteen eighty nine. We haven't. Wow. I know. It's
0: been a long Flashback. time. Coming, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> Big reputation. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Flashback to my mistakes, rebounds earthquakes. All right, we're getting off track, but it's a musical. It's a musical show. It's a musical word show. So we're actually right on brand. Facts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Taylor and the Grammys, it's a whole thread, okay? <laughs> if we were on Twitter, it'd be like Taylor and the Grammys, a thread. And then there would be a hundred thousand tweets because <laughs> as we were researching Taylor's history at the Grammys, there's just so much to it. And we wanted to just, you know, if you're A new Swifty, or maybe just a Swifty with a bad memory like Ryan. You just can't recall what happened in 2008. Maybe you just want a
1: little refresher. Shout out, or not shout out. (laughs) Call out. Call out. Back Back in 2008. When was
0: that? We thought it'd be just helpful to get you in the Grammys mindset with the Grammys coming up and Midnight's coming for the historical sweep. We thought it would be a great idea to revisit Taylor's big moments at the Grammys. And I, I knew that there were a lot of important moments for Taylor at the Grammys. And then obviously she's broken a lot of awards. But I truly forgot about like how many iconic moments have happened for her at the Grammys. To where it all started, I guess. Yes. So some numbers for you before we dive into it all. She's won 12 Grammys total. She's received 52 nominations. 6 of those are pending. So they're like 52 includes the upcoming Grammys. She was the first female artist to win Album of the Year twice, and she's the only one to have won it 3 times. If maybe four. If she were to win for Midnight's, she would have won Album of the Year 4 times and would be the only artist to ever do that,
1: male or female. Correct. Not to say anything against Midnight's, but it wouldn't be like my, you know, if we had to vote for a, an album to lead the way and get us there. Not like we have a choice, but I don't know if I would pitch Midnight's, but that's okay. I disagree with you, but we're not. Molly's
0: giving me a look We have Midnight's. no time to debate Midnight's right now, but I strongly disagree <laughs> with you. I love Midnight's. We've talked about that on previous pods. I love it. Before we get to 2024. Let's go all the way back to
1: two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight, the year of the first Twilight movie. Ooh. Notable for those who don't know out there, big Twihards oh, here. Yes. We don't have time for that either. <laughs> so that is another side bonus episode. Um, for any Twihards who want to really just deep dive that. Um, other popular things going on that year or trends: long square acrylic nails, aka the French manicure. Mm. I had them often. Juicy Couture tracksuits. Juicy. And Ugg boots. Ooh. The combo. If you had the combo, you're really in there. I, for one, didn't wear either of those ever. I did wear a few things with, like, stuff written on the butt, but never juicy. I usually, like, knock off just dumb shit. Same. But no Uggs. Never wore Uggs. Same.
0: I definitely had some sort of cheaper version of Uggs at some point. You know, you would wear, like, the leggings with, like, a denim skirt over it and then tuck them into your knockoff Ugg boots.
1: Without meaning any offense, I could see you wearing Uggs. Like, not now, but, like, back then. Yeah. So that surprises me that you didn't have any. No, no. All right. So now we're back in 2008. It was a rough time for fashion. All right. Yeah. We're back in
0: 2008. It was the 50th Grammys. Taylor was 18. And it was her very first time going to the Grammys. Before we even get to the Grammys in December of 2007, she was part of the Grammy announcements because there's an announcement show that happens beforehand where all the nominations are announced. And she was on stage to like present an award. And Dave Grohl was announcing the nominees for Best New Artist and said her name. So she was like on stage and was there. It was so cute.
1: They had a thing however many years later, right, where he was, like, fangirling over her a few years ago, right? They had, like, an interaction. I don't know. We'll update that.
0: So, yeah, that was really cute. And um, at the nominations concert, she performed White Horse. And then fast forward a couple months later, she's at the actual Grammys. And she says on her red carpet interview that she is missing her prom for the Grammys.
1: But don't worry, she's already been twice. I'm not going to prom this year. I decided to go to the Grammys instead. And I don't want anyone feeling bad for me because I've already been to prom twice. I don't want to date myself, but yeah, I already knew that Taylor and I were the same age. But then I was like doing the math. I was like 2008 and I was like, yep, yep, same, same. So yeah, same year would have been going to senior prom as well. I also didn't go. Taylor, we're the same. But I didn't go two other times. I just didn't go.
0: Is there a fun story about why you didn't go to prom?
1: i just needed a guy who was older not in school anymore and i think he was too old to go so i wouldn't have had a date Mm. yeah gotcha older dudes yeah too old
0: well you know taylor would enter that era soon (laughs) like one year
1: later (laughs) right girl after my own heart she's like me too girl (laughs)
0: So, notably, when they asked her on the red carpet who she was excited to meet, Kanye West was one of the people she named. We will just breeze right past that. She ended up uh, losing the Best New Artist category to Amy Winehouse. Which is
1: crazy. Right? But if you're going to lose anyone, RIP. Amy Winehouse was incredible. Very short-lived. It's crazy that it was that year that they were aligned in that mm-hmm. way. I didn't realize that. Yeah.
0: Going back through this is, like, so many blasts from the past. I mean, for all we know, we have some Swifties listening who weren't even alive in 2008, which is kind of crazy to think about, but, yeah, some people might not even know any of this or know who Amy Winehouse is, but she was pretty epic back then.
1: Sorry, I was reading this. I was trying to find out the Dave Grohl thing, and I found it. Oh, what is it? The headline is just, Dave Grohl, how Taylor Swift saved me while I was high at at a Paul McCartney party. (laughs) Um he'd smoked pot and I guess they like wanted him to play music and he was struggling and then he needed to play piano and he looked around all the guitars are left-handed I'm screwed and then so she played piano with him apparently that's awesome I think there's a video anyway yeah I knew there was something so like yeah they have like a cute little history and I and he respects her a lot which is great because Steve Grohl's incredible agreed
0: so. yeah she was so excited when he announced her she like ran up and gave him a big hug it was really cute.
1: On to the next year. 2009, the year of low-rise jeans, <laughs> velvet tracksuits, and layered dresses and skirts, which you kind of referenced before. We all know we were all doing it. Every Disney sitcom, every sitcom ever with any females around that age were doing it. I don't know if I was really doing it. I was probably doing it. I don't know. I wore pants a lot. I didn't really wear skirts. So. Same.
0: Yeah. Pants girl. Yeah.
1: But you could do the long the long shirt with the belt,
0: definitely a lot of like camis layered with something over top of it,
1: yeah. double camis, double cami sure. with the polo. Did you pop your polo? Of course, I popped my collar. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were cool. yeah,
0: I wasn't cool, but I did pop my collar.
1: <laughs> we were gangster, man. <laughs> uh, Taylor was nineteen at this Grammys, and it was the beginning of her fearless era. And she sang that song with Miley Cyrus, which I never knew um when they covered fifteen. And it was like just funny watching the videos of them rehearsing. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they never really became friends, but like they're very different, so
0: true, very different. Yeah, but they've both like had nice things to say about each other in the press and and whatnot. That, yeah, the acoustic cover of 15 is wild to go and watch back. It's, like, how iconic that Taylor and Miley were performing that song. I mean, again, at this point, Taylor's already 19. A couple of years removed from when she wrote that song as a freshman in high school. But Miley's vocals, like, really stand out to me. Like, her voice was already so strong then.
1: I know. When I... When I heard, I heard just a blip of the actual performance, and it just sounded like Taylor was just trying so hard to just like perform and like sing. Like she was singing in one, like, I don't know, like a lyric in a different like note or key or whatever it is. And I was like, that's not how the song goes. But I think she was trying to be really cool and edgy because, you know, Miley's so cool. It's like, girl, it's your song. Like, that's cool enough, man. Don't change it and be weird. Like, You have to sing it well. It's your song. We both watched
0: some segments to refresh our memories on this stuff. And when you see like the clip of 15 in one of the recap videos, it doesn't really do Taylor justice. Like she does sound like herself throughout most of the song. But Miley's vocals are just like she just is able to kind of belt it out more. And so she kind of changes the song and makes Taylor's more like soft spoken part of the song sound different.
1: Yeah, it wasn't really a good pair, but, I mean, as we all know, Taylor's vocals back then were very up and coming, so Mm -hmm. her transition from then to now in itself is, like, wild. Yes. And how cute and hopeful she was back Mm -hmm. then, you know? Just so excited to win and to be there. And I feel like that, actually, like, watching it lasted many years. Like, she stayed stoked about it until the rep era, or, like, right, or the Kanye, or, like, pre-rep, whatever. It was, like, that's when she was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm... This isn't fun anymore. And it's like so sad because she stayed stoked about it for so many years. Yeah. She is just
0: like genuinely excited to be in the room.
1: Moving on to 2010. She's dating John Mayer. Technically. During like at the time of the Grammys that year. Valentine's Day film came out, which is kind of awkward. Came out in February, which was obviously, I never realized that it came out post her and Taylor Lautner. Mm, Yep. But they didn't last very long. So that kind of makes sense. Because they dated the fall before. Um, we've got another Twilight movie, Eclipse. Let's go. We've got Colorful Skinny Jeans, which you've probably seen the really popular one of Taylor with, like, the red jeans and the black and white top mm-hmm. where she looks like she's going to Paris. Yeah. Yes, that was in 2010. <laughs> Those were very popular. I, like, needed all the skinny jeans in every color that existed. All the skinny jeans or the jeggings. And then, uh, Justin Bieber came out with his hit song, Baby, and jumped onto the map
0: baby 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 oh this is back when we were still allowed to like Justin Bieber
1: I still like him but we don't talk <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I put him on there on the rundown I was like uh, I'm not gonna tell oh no anything. I have like why are we mentioning I him? had a
0: poster of of baby beebs back in the day like around this time he was so cool
1: I don't think I had a crush on him because he was not hot back then he was like so young and it was kind of the poster
0: would have been like from, like, maybe two years later. But, yeah, it was, like, when he was in his comeuppance. and I don't think I had a crush on him, but I think that I thought he was cute in, like, a little brother kind of way.
1: I didn't think yeah. he was hot. I mean, he, was really talented. Yeah. he was really talented. Yeah,
0: I loved his music at the time. At the time. Before he became a bully. <sighs> All right, Taylor was 20 at this Grammys, and she brought her mom as her date. How nice. This was when she began her Grammys Dominance. She was nominated for eight total and she ended up winning four. The first two were in the pre-show. So she won for White Horse for Best Female Country Vocal Performance and Her acceptance is just so cute. And then her second award was for Best Country Song with Liz Rose. And Liz Rose comes onto the stage and Taylor lets Liz give a speech. And this would end up leading us to years later, All Too Well, because Liz Rose is who she wrote All Too Well with. Dang. Yeah.
1: Was that the next song she wrote with her? She wrote
0: several songs on Fearless, which I I mean, at this point, Fearless was already out. And then, yeah, then All Too Well. And it's just, it was so sweet. Like, Liz, in her speech, was like, this little 14-year-old asking me to write with her, and I'm so glad I did. It's just, like, how cool. And then Fearless went on to win Best Country Album, and Taylor gets her first album of the year for
1: Fearless. And that was when she said the first time she ever, like, got to accept the award, like, actually live on air, Mm -hmm. right? Was
0: that it? Yeah, the other ones were, like, in the pre-show, so she... Like, at this point, that was, like, her fourth award of the night, but she still acted like it was her first Grammy. (laughs)
1: Right. Because people were watching. She was like... It's
0: ironic because she performed Today Was a Fairy Tale in the ceremony as she's winning her first ever Grammys. This is the start of Taylor's twisted relationship with the Grammys, I guess you could say, because she sang Today Was a Fairy Tale, and then she brought Stevie Nicks on stage, and they sing The Fleetwood... They sung, why can't I speak today? They sung the Fleetwood Mac song, Rhiannon, and then Stevie joined Taylor in singing You Belong With Me. And apparently there was a technical issue and Taylor like couldn't hear herself or Stevie. And so she was off key in this performance and listening to it back. I mean, it's hard to even find it. Like they've done a good job getting rid of it on YouTube. There's a couple really bad quality versions available. And the so she sang off key in the performance. It didn't sound great. And it received a ton of criticism. It skyrocketed this whole situation that led to the song Mean. So in case you didn't know, the background, there was a critic there was a critic he's still alive there is a critic named bob and he wrote the following i just i feel like i know it's a little boring but i have to read read what he wrote because it's important in other words did taylor swift kill her career overnight all argue she did. In one fell swoop, Taylor Swift consigned herself to the dustbin of teen phenoms, who we expect to burn brightly and then fade away. Taylor's too young and dumb to understand the mistake she made, and those surrounding her are addicted to cash and are afraid to tell her no. But last night, Taylor Swift should have auto-tuned to save her career. They say it's easy to fake it in the 21st century. But one thing we know is the truth will always come out. It's hard to be a singer if you can't sing. Ultimately, we want our stars to be genuine. Without this credibility, your time atop the charts is brief. Taylor Swift shortened her career last night, and since she says she calls all her own shots, she has to shoulder the blame. Yes, her dream came true. She made it. She's a star, but the real test is longevity. Elton John can play with Gaga decades later. Will Taylor Swift be duetting with the stars of the 2030s? Doubtful.
1: Only four more years to go. (laughs) Isn't he the same, you, is that the same guy who mean, went wait, wait, her wait, about wait. writing her you own mean songs? You six years to go. What did I say? Four. <laughs> Fuck. We really need that mathematician to join the show. Uh, six years. Can you imagine? High four. High four. <laughs> is that the same guy? The same guy or what? Who gave her shit about your, like two years ago about writing her own songs? No, I think that was someone else. Oh, the name sounded familiar.
0: The name sounded familiar because this guy is like infamous in Swifty history. This did a number on her. She's having like the day of her dreams. She wins four Grammys. She performs with Stevie Nicks. She's on cloud nine. And then she comes to find out that she was off key in her performance because her earpiece wasn't working. And everyone is slandering her and saying basically like she can't sing. And well, you might have won awards tonight, but this isn't going to last because you can't sing.
1: Criticism started early, man. Yep. So Taylor does
0: the most Taylor thing possible and writes a song about it called Mean all you are is mean. So in the song Mean, she liter- writes about this review specifically. I think that um one of the most full circle moments about all of this has, you know, come recently. Where the- some of the lyrics to the song are, and I can see you years from now in a bar laughing over a football game with that same big loud opinion, but nobody's listening, drunk and rambling on about how I can't sing but all you are is mean. And it's so full circle because Taylor is all over the football games now. So this dude for sure cannot go to a bar without seeing her. Hopefully he doesn't like football or else, yeah, that song came to life. So in 2011, she skipped the Grammys after all of that.
1: Well, she also wasn't nominated, right, anyway? No, she wasn't. And she was probably like, I'm just going to sit this one out. 2012? 2012? Post Jake Gyllenhaal, pre Red Era, coming out that year, um, twenty twelve, the year of YOLO, mm. which sometimes I still use, which now in hindsight is wow, twelve years old. Okay, I uh, should probably stop saying that. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey book shout out. Not only am I a Hard, but Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, you know, dollars obviously it's absurd. In the best way. Yeah. Exposed midriffs. Here's looking at you, nineteen eighty nine. A few years early, but nonetheless relevant. Still relevant, actually. Exposed midriffs. Mm. Crop tops. Um. And then the Hunger Games movie release. Also big time for that. Man, so many trilogies
0: around this time.
1: I know it was a good time for like books that became movies. Mm. I'd read all the Hunger Games, all the Twilight movies, and then they came out. They were exceptional, and it was it was a time. Yeah, I'm sorry, did you yeah. just call the Twilight movies exceptional? <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> Bitch, I said what I said.
0: <laughs> Fifty Shades and Hunger Games, excellent.
1: I'd rather read Twilight instead. No. I hope you know that song. Do you know it? Yes. What I'm like? I paint the town okay, red. I mean, she a devil. The writing's horrendous. Uh, the acting's awful but in the best way i think that twilight is the funniest out of
0: all of them (laughs) yeah Hunger
1: games is actually good twilight is you know i just got a dvd player for the first time so not for the first time ever but like in this decade so (laughs) gonna bust out the twilight uh dvds
0: i've been rereading the hunger games books They hit just as hard as they did back then. They're really good. You should read the
1: new one that came out. I did. That's why Mm
0: -hmm. I I started reading songbirds of ballads of songbirds and snakes. I always mix up the words. And uh, because I wanted to read it before I watched the new movie. And then after I read it, it's a prequel to the Hunger Games trilogy. And I was like, well, we're rolling on now. I already owned them. I just kept trucking through. Now
1: I'm on the final book. Wow. Meanwhile, I'm still on word or words with friends <laughs> conversations with friends i'm using it right now as a mic stand or else i would show oh, you that's the most action that book has gotten from you in years it's like <laughs> i found on the table and was like this will work this is a good height
0: yeah in our um your interview episode you said you we're going to finish it before the end of 2023 so let me know how that's going we'll we'll do a monthly check-in on conversations with friends
1: yeah we should i mean i'm someone who doesn't make new year's resolutions so i shouldn't have been so ambitious to say i'd finish this book that i haven't finished in like multiple years um in like a few days or like a week but yeah we'll do a monthly it's like rep prep we'll do a conversations with friends check-in how's that going well currently it's being used as a mic stand so we'll see what happens with it next month where will it end up Alright, at crack. the
0: 2012 Grammys, <laughs> this is when Taylor, again, she wrote Mean about the 2010 Grammys and the criticism she received. So she goes on to do the most Taylor thing ever, and in her live performance at the Grammys, she sings Mean. With
1: the Grammy lyric shout out. Yes.
0: One day I'll be... Singing this at the Grammys. It's like... She also ended up winning two Grammys for the song. So, not only did she perform it, but she won for it. And when she accepted the award, it's just peak, Taylor. This one really means a lot to me. Because this is for a song called Mean
1: that I wrote. There's really no feeling quite like writing a song about someone who's really mean to you and someone who completely hates you and makes your life miserable and then winning a Grammy for it. <laughs> Thank you. Dang. I mean, she also just like dipped out for two years, came back and was like, yeah, I wrote this album called Speak Now. You know, I'm good now. Um, I'm back, back on it. Took some time to reflect.
0: She was like, you're going to criticize my voice and people also criticized her songwriting. So she was like, I'm going to come back and write an album completely by myself. No co-writers this time and roast you and then win a Grammy for it.
1: You're right. The Grammys are problematic for her. I mean, when you think about like the Times article and just like how she went back into where, you know, all the drama started and how people just, you know, kept knocking her down, just how hard it is to be a pop star or, you know, musician in the first place let alone like a female musician and to make it. And then it's like these little, she's like two years into her career at the time, 2010. And it's like, wow, it begins. You start having success. And then someone's just like, some man's trying to take it away from you. And good on her for having the backbone to keep going back then. Cause you know, she was so fragile back then. Right. But she knew she, she was like, dude, I have so many other songs to write. I can't stop now. She bet on herself. And I did win a Grammy or two. So mm. it's like, might as well keep going. Yep. It's one dude's opinion. Thank God. Thank God. And we got to speak now. Honestly, thank you, Bob. And then she went and dated, you know, John Mayer, and then comes back after all of that hell, and then she's probably just like, oh, okay, been through it, you know? Dated John Mayer, fucked around. Also, this was post- Jake Gyllenhaal. So, like, she's really, like, she's been through it in her very few years in the spotlight. And so, you know, toughened her up real quick. Mm-hmm. Moving on to 2013. Pre-1989 era. Post-Harry Styles now. They broke up the month before. Once again, adding more men to her catalog, if you will, of lessons learned and fuck boys. you know, that come and go and just really aren't worth her time. It was the year of twerking. <laughs> I guess. Uh, the Harlem Shake. Oh. Selfies. And like selfies really blowing up. And Vine. Here's looking at you, Sean Mendez, who apparently got a lot of his fame from Vine, kind of like Biebs got his from YouTube and Usher. I didn't realize that with Sean Mendez. Huh. Yeah. Oh. Little baby Sean Mendez, who then opened for Taylor the following, or I guess it was two years later by the time the tour happened but for 1989 thank you vine would you like to explain to the youngins what vine is vine vine's like tiktok but like shorter <laughs> that's it you're right it really was like the original tiktok it's literally it's like what five second videos yeah i forgot the limit was it was sh- well had to be longer than that because you couldn't post singing videos whatever it was it was literally like tiktok pre-tiktok yeah there's a lot of good stuff like uh the damn daniel back at it again with the white vans oh, yeah <laughs> that damn was fine daniel damn daniel <laughs> yeah man iconic that. stuff lives in the vines archives i forgot man. about
0: that oh you're right uh so at, this was the 55th grammys and i can't I just the resilience of Taylor coming back and just continuing to perform and distance herself from the criticism. She opened the Grammys in 2013 with a performance which is so unhinged of we are never ever getting back together. It is like so over the top. I love it. And she directly calls out harry in this performance with a british accent so he calls me and he's like i still miss you or i still love you and i'm like we are never getting back together like ever and i'm not doing the british accent because we're please we are gonna play it no i we know i can't do accents
1: and we're like we're never getting back together that's her line that's wrong so he calls me up and he's like i still love you and i'm like I'm sorry, I'm busy opening up the Grammys, and we're never getting back together. Like ever. No! Wow, so her accent was just like mine. Mm -hmm. I still love you. (laughs) You sound like you're from London. (laughs) You know I love a London boy. Which is relevant to the fact that I had mentioned they had just broken up the month before. So she was like, okay. I mean, she stays flexing on him. I'll give it to her, man.
0: the direct shots in her grammy performances are just that's why i love her man she's not scared to cause some headlines
1: 2014 pre-1989 era coming that fall 2014 i got lazier as the years went on because obviously even though this was 10 years ago it didn't feel like that long ago yes it did but anyway (laughs) the year of the lob which is still relevant. I had a lob a few years ago, um, but I guess you know that's when Taylor had her little. It was kind of a lob, yeah. Where for those who don't know, a lob is like longer in the back and like a little bit shorter, tapered in the front. And okay, so like I a really bob. didn't know what lob meant. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I explained it for those who didn't know. It's like a bob, which you know is where it's like just short, mm-hmm. but it's longer, so it's like a long bob. Oh, you can flirt with a little bit of both. Um, And then it was Jelena's second time dating mm. out of the three. Did not realize that they broke up three times. And that is why oh, people. Yeah. And that they dated for years during like the first stint and so on and so on.
0: Oh, yeah. Is It Over Now could equally be written about Selena and the Biebs if it weren't for some very, very specific lyrics referencing Harry. <laughs> but the overall theme could be them. A lot of people thought Question was about them. So in 2014, Taylor was nominated for four different awards. As this is her Red nominations. So Red was nominated for Album of the Year and Best Country Album. Begin Again was nominated for Best Country Song. And Highway Don't Care was nominated for Best Country Duo Group Performance. She did that one with Tim McGraw and Keith Urban. First of all, she performed All Too Well. This was... Like, pretty much just due to the fan request. Like, it wasn't a single off of Red. And she performs it. And this is where we get the Taylor, like, head thrashing on the piano. Her hair was kind of, like, layered. At this point. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, she's like throwing her head back. And this was like the beginning of what would become, obviously, a very long run with the fans and all too well. And then... I thought you
1: were going to say something bad about it. Why? Do you have a negative thought? No, I just... It sounded so foreboding where you were going with that, but...
0: No, so Red was, like I said, nominated for Album of the Year. And this became another infamous (laughs) Grammys moment for Taylor that... When they were announcing the winner, they said an album of the year goes to Random Access Memories by Daft Punk. And for about two seconds, Taylor thought they were saying Red. She heard what she wanted to hear. And the people around her, too. Like, when you watch
1: it back, like, everyone in her little shot is, like... Thank God she didn't, like, get up and, like, really... (laughs) Jump the gun. And that's why when we talked about um her at the Golden Globes when she was nominated recently, how it was like, now she's the opposite. Now when they say it, she just sits there like, let me take it all in. Oh, and then let me cheer very excitedly for the person who won against me because I have a lot to make up for still from 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> You're so right, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like revisionist history, but... I don't really remember people like giving her that much of a hard time. If anything, the people around her in her shot reacted more than she did. She kind of had like a, oh, and then she very quickly started clapping. Other people were like, well, oh, hands almost up. But I, because this is when I started really becoming a, a Swifty. Like I remember watching the 1989 world tour movie And she talks about this night as what started her 1989 journey. She was like, I was so crushed because I thought we had it, but we didn't have it. And so I went home and I like cried. And then at four in the morning, I was like, Everything in this new era has to be different. I'm going to call it 1989. And this is what launched her into full-on pop. It was like literally losing album of the year.
1: Because now she's four albums in. Math. Did I get that right? Four albums in.
0: Five.
1: No, before 1989. See, we really need. Debut. Fearless. Fearless. Speak Speak now. now.
0: Red. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She was four. Yeah, okay. I was like...
1: So, yeah, now she's four albums in, and she's only won Best Album of the Year for one of them. Only. Fearless. I know, but as we know and as she proves, it's like, that's not enough. You know what I mean? I'm sure she also got, like, the itch. It's like she won the first one and was probably like, all right, sick. And then, I mean, as we all know, Red was an incredible album. And it's like, Speak Now was good compared to Fearless. Like, I don't know. I feel like they were way better and she won for fearless so she's probably like okay but fearless like, had love story and
0: you belong with me those were just I like know.
1: some of her still most iconic songs yeah. i know and so as we know with so many of her albums it's like here's just another one where she's like all right gonna do better next time mm-hmm. this time i'm gonna change up the whole game and i'm gonna go pop because this country shit ain't working <laughs> and i'm done with it <laughs> smart though smart move on her part she probably wouldn't have lasted at all if she stayed in country it's a very specific very niche boring genre
0: I mean she's great at whatever she does but I think especially in these last few years we've learned that like Taylor likes to challenge herself so yeah she probably I think she would have gotten bored the fans would have still liked it she would have just she wouldn't have bridged out to like gain those bigger I mean red had a lot of top 40 songs on it like it was close to pop but it was still technically country
1: i think she probably also was just like experiencing the world so much more by that point where it's like you know she grew up at a christmas tree farm in pennsylvania (laughs) really then she (laughs) oh i was like i thought maybe you didn't know the pennsylvania part i knew you knew the christmas tree part (laughs) And then moves to Tennessee to, like, skyrocket, you know, propel her career. Then she gets to see the world, do things, dates Harry Styles, whatever. Now she's not talking about pickup trucks anymore, you know? Like, it's time to move on. I don't know how often she's saying about pickup trucks. Probably not. Oh, what's the one? In a pickup truck. I might be making that up. No, no, you're right.
0: I can't place it off the top of my head right now. But... I'm like, dang it! She did sing about a freaking. She truck. absolutely. God. She. I think she's sang multiple times about pickup trucks.
1: One does not sing country if they don't mention a pickup truck. Oh, picture to burn, picture to I burn, baby. Stupid old pickup truck, pickup you up truck, never you never let, let me drive. You're a redneck. With heartbreak break, who's, who's really bad, bad at lying.
0: lying. So watch me Red strike me. a match on all my
1: wasted time.
0: As far as I'm concerned, you're. Just another picture another to burn. picture to burn.
1: Apparently that's the only one. I Googled pickup truck Taylor Swift, <laughs> and that was the only one that came up. So, Oh, she talks about a Chevy truck. All from debut, though. She really left the trucks behind afterwards. Fire up. She's like, the Range Rovers and the Jaguars. <laughs> right. I know. I know, because that's when she talked about the the car in the song Red, um, the Maserati. Mm-hmm she's moved on very quickly oh, yeah, from pick damn. trucks to maserati she's like i seen some shit i dated jake Hall and harry styles we aren't talking about pickup trucks you i'm were, not into that anymore
0: and you were tossing me the car keys
1: fuck the patriarchy 2015 she started dating calvin harris Big stuff. Bam. She was dating him during this. So great. She's like, once again, she's peaking as she does. And then the only main thing I wrote was squad goals. That's when she started to acquire her iconic crew mm-hmm. um, with the models and the stuff. And this is when she's going to Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. And she's just like rocking the whole damn world and blowing socks off now that she switched over to pop. Mm-hmm. And she's once again back on top. Hell yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun foreshadowing she took abigail to this
0: grammys um there is a very well-known now interview from this red carpet where the reporter is like i think you're gonna walk home with more than trophies i think you're gonna walk home with men tonight and taylor goes i'm not gonna walk home with any men tonight
1: Yeah, by this point, she's probably, she was very sick of people talking about her dating life um, because she dated a lot of notable men in that short span of time and unfortunately got a lot of stupid press for it. Unlike them. Yep. So she was nominated for
0: three awards for Shake It Off she did not win any of them oh and also in that red carpet interview she referenced the squad i know you said this is when it was beginning but she was like my whole squad is here mm-hmm. she's like i've got abigail with me and i think she mentioned like lord and the heim sisters and ed sheeran so um and then they allude to the fact that she's always dancing at award shows they're like oh are you going to be dancing tonight she's like yeah it's the biggest concert of the year it's like all the best artists singing the best songs it's like she's still got that little spark we're in 2015, it's not, no, they haven't fully extinguished it yet, but it's about to happen.
1: That's when, like, Pharrell's, like, grilling her, there's, like, video where he's just, like, looking at her, like, that's back when people got really mad, and they still kind of do, because they're stupid, about her just being a human, and having fun at these award shows, versus them, who were all just there, stoic, and, you know. Stoic. stoic? Dang it, I did it again! <laughs> Wait, I said it, and then I was like, I didn't say that right! <laughs> Stoic. Oh, man. Stoic. It's stoic. I don't care. I think I
0: had to edit that out of our last pod episode because it was in a tangent that went off way too far. So
1: in case I did, Ryan doesn't know how to say stoic. (laughs) I just literally just rushed through that and then was like, wait. Stoic. 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 Great. (laughs) I'm not a Swifty and I don't know how to read. (laughs) or count oh god <laughs> the rumors are terrible and true terrible and terrible cruel and cruel. but most of them are true oh,
0: i've done a lot of singing in this episode i need to stop
1: i'm sorry it's the grammys this is on brand all i have for 2016 is the year of the year the world turned on taylor swift i'm pretty sure that was like a headline of when i was like researching and i was like
0: <laughs> accurate
1: intense not wrong
0: Yeah, so 2016, Taylor is 26, and she wins for 1989. But before we get to that point in the evening, we need to set the scene a little bit. She won for Best Pop Vocal Album in the pre-show, and this is when Taylor and Jack first started working together, was for 1989. So who accepts the award in the pre-show? Our good buddy Jack Antonoff, and he calls her because she's in rehearsals for the live show and she answers he's like Taylor it's Jack I'm not doing a bit we just won for pop, best pop vocal album and she's like is James Taylor there <laughs> and he's like I don't know is James Taylor here she's like can someone tell James Taylor I love him it's like at this point she's won so many Grammys but she's like not even thinking she's just wilding out Somewhere in a dressing room, while Jack's
1: trying to accept like his award, and a lot of people probably thought she was fucking around. but I would put money on the fact that that was probably a genuine phone call. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So then she goes on to open the Grammys for a second time. So the first time was "We Are Never Ever Getting really Back Together," and this time it's "Are We Out of the Woods?" And Jack plays Yay. it with her. This performance is epic.
1: Do you remember it? Do you remember? (laughs) No.
0: She does like the double bridge and she's in like an all black sparkly bodysuit. And she's like, this is the 2016 Grammys. But tonight we start with 1989. And she does the freaking Victoria's Secret model walk down and like gets into the middle of the crowd and does the out of the woods. Oh, it's so good. And you just know that this is when she's really starting to hit her stride vocally. I mean, when you go back and watch it in comparison to where she's at now, it's like still literally not comparable. But if you're comparing it to like 2010, that criticism and even her performances of All Too Well or Mean or We Are Never Ever Together, like this is her best vocal. Performance at the Grammys easily.
1: Yeah, that's when she was just doing crazy stuff and rolling around, like you've seen that video of her performing. Was it all you had to do was stay, where she's lying on her back and just being really dramatic? You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Day? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she was peak dramatic at that era mm-hmm. in her 1999 era. Yep, which was bold because again, she was on the top of the world. She didn't give a shit. But she did give a shit
0: because clearly the Grammys history is in her brain because even though she freaking crushed it, there was like a little part where she like kind of didn't hit the note as well as she could have. It wasn't like egregious. It just was a live performance. You know, there are going to be some mistakes. She's still pretty young. And so you see her like come off the stage after and she sits next to Selena because she went to the Grammys with Selena that year. And she, like, is wiping away a tear. And she's saying to Selena, like, I missed the note. And Selena's like, no, you were great. And Taylor's like, you're lying. Like, she will not accept that it was a great performance. And she, like, turns to the person behind her and is like, did you hear the?" And they're all trying to reassure her. And she's just like, no, I fucked it up again. Why do I keep doing this?
1: Sing off key in the chorus.
0: Oh, Yeah. yeah. Sing off, Kim, my chorus. Chorus. When, oh, yeah, I thought about that earlier we were singing. So the other big thing happening around this time frame, again, there are just so many huge Taylor moments that freaking collide at the Grammys. So at this point, we're not going to get into the whole Kim, Kanye of it all right now. But for the context, the song Famous by Kanye had been released at this
1: point. Make that bitch famous. I made that bitch famous. So. I don't know. That's what he said. It came out like that week. Yes. And he
0: says me and Taylor might still have sex.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: Why? I made that bitch famous. So that dropped on February 9th. The Grammys were on February 15th. Also, did the music video drop yet the music, at that time? So that when I was going back and looking at this, I forgot how long of a time span all of this went down in. Like in my brain, it's like song, music video, Taylor says he didn't have approval, Kim drops the tapes. In reality, this played out over several months, almost up to a year of all of this back and forth. So at this point, it's just the song. Famous that has been released. No music video. And there's been no tapes leaking. Like, no one knows about that part of it yet. Kanye drops Famous, and then six days later, Taylor's accepting the Grammy for winning Album of the Year for a historic second time. And when she accepts the Grammy, she says, as the first woman to win Album of the Year at the Grammys twice,
1: I want to say to all the young women out there, there are going to be people along the way who will try to undercut your success or take credit for your accomplishments or your fame. But if you just focus on the work and you don't let those people sidetrack you, someday when you get where you're going, you'll look around and you will know that it was you and the people who love you who put you there. And that will be the greatest feeling in the world. Thank you for this moment.
0: Bet on yourself. The way she says your fame, like someone will try and take credit for your accomplishments or your fame. It's like so obvious she's
1: coming at Kanye.
0: I just won for album of the year for a second time and you think you made me famous.
1: Also, sorry, what year did the VMAs thing happen? 2009. Oh, so much earlier. Mm hmm.
0: So technically the Kanye jumping on stage technically happened before she won the Grammy for Fearless.
1: Which is technically where the Kanye drama started, but he obviously had many years of not really doing much. And then out of nowhere says that he made Taylor famous, which makes literally no sense. It's like, what, because you made a scene at the VMAs? Yeah, obviously the music video showing a creepy AI person whatever the heck doll thing it was it's like a like, mannequin yeah yeah of a bunch of nude celebrity celebrities people i don't know if just it was like people. famous people yeah like yeah. trump was nude. One of them. yeah and a very creepy accurate looking representation and of course there's taylor swift like i think right next to him like very close like in the bed mm-hmm. of all these creepy nude celebrities yep there's taylor swift with a very accurate I mean, not like we saw, we've seen her naked, but you know what I mean? Looked like her. Uh, yeah, very inappropriate. So he took it from a line that's like, could just be seen as like trash talking to like, why did you put my naked body look alike in your video? Why?
0: Yeah, he did all that after this. Like, after she's pretty much openly on stage calling him out, he's like, nah, I'm going to go release this freaking music video. <sighs> so, yeah. She was nominated in five categories that year. She won two of them. Or wait, she won three of them. Album of the Year, Best Pop Vocal Album, and Best Music Video for Bad Blood. And yeah, she's on top of the world, but Kanye is starting to try to bring her down. And again, we don't have time to get into it here, but he and Kim succeed in bringing her down, and Taylor doesn't attend the Grammys for the next four years.
1: She's going through it.
0: Yep. She had attended it for six years straight, and then she doesn't show up for four years. She was nominated in 2018, and in 2019, and in 2020,
1: and she did not come. Did she win any of those? No. That she wasn't there? That's probably why she didn't go. Because we always talk about this. Like, does she know beforehand? Probably. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a statement piece slash, you know, her just going through it and probably being disappointed with what came out. Because as we know, that's when the video came out of where she made Reputation and then was like, oh, it's not doing very well. It's fine. I'll do better again next time. Which we always reference that or I always reference that because that's why I'm just like, poor baby Rep was just like, you know, I'll make a better album. It was her Red You know, where we literally just said that, where she's like, oh, it's okay, I'll do it better next time, Mm -hmm. you know, and switch to pop. It's like, all right, I'll do it better next time. It's like, Red was an incredible album, didn't need to be redone, and better. Rep was obviously an incredible album, and then she came out with Lover, and it's like an incredible album. But it's just so disappointing to just discard your work that way just because a bunch of idiots you know aren't respecting it the way that they should and now look at it and like does she care that everyone loves rep and they're freaking obsessed with it beyond belief i hope so i think it's gonna get the accolades it
0: deserves soon
1: i hope it makes her happy and it's like good like justice you know yeah she's like all right clearly people like it now or we, it all-, we all liked it yeah we liked it all along yeah the fans
0: always liked it it was the critics who didn't
1: I know, which is unfortunately sometimes, at least back then, she wasn't... I feel like their opinions mattered more. And now, I do really feel like the last however many years, our opinions matter more. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's also crushing it, so it's hard to really say.
0: I think it was... Like, as the the picture we're painting here, it's, like, Kim and Kanye take her down. She, like, hides from the world. She comes back with reputation. Like, the fans were so excited, but the critics didn't like it. And she's just, like, why do I keep taking L's, man? And for people who maybe don't know what you were referencing, it was a scene in Miss Americana, which is on Netflix. And t- it starts with um kind of picking up as Taylor's getting ready for the lover era. And it shows... Then, um, nomination announcement day for the Grammys, and Tree Payne, her publicist, calls her and is like, "So far, for all of the like bigger categories that have been announced, like Reputation is not nominated." And Taylor's like, "Um, okay, all right, it's fine. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna make a better album." And Tree's like, "Reputation is a great album." And Taylor's like, "No, I'm gonna make a better album."
1: <laughs> like clearly holding back tears. Had she got on tour yet for Rep? at that time
0: i guess so yeah it would have been the year before just yeah because the the year so reputation did end up getting nominated for best pop vocal album um but it didn't win and yeah that was in 2019 so the rep tour had already happened and instead of attending the grammys that year she attended the bafta's after party with joe alwyn
1: it's fine. I'll just hang out with my, you know, cool actor boyfriend. And this is my life now. I, I'm i accepted my fate. It
0: was like one of the only times we saw them out, too. She looks like a royal. She's in like a blue like pea coat thing. And he's in like a tux. But she didn't even go to the actual award ceremony with him. She just went to the
1: after party. It's like mm. she was in a weird place back then. Yeah, she didn't know what she wanted. Obviously, she didn't want any of that, you know. Boy included.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, 2020, she was nominated for Lover for Song of the Year for Best Pop Vocal Album. And You Need to Calm Down was nominated for Best Pop Solo Performance. She didn't win any of those. And then she makes her triumphant return in 2021. You have any fun facts for
1: 2021? (laughs) Well, according to my math, that was like seven years ago, right? So... I'm kidding. I don't. I don't have any fun facts.
0: Okay, I have a fun fact. This one we watched together. We did? <laughs> IRL? Yeah. That is a fun fact. Because the Grammys are a little bit before your birthday, but we don't live in the same state now, but we weren't living in the same state at that time either. And you <laughs> came back in town, and we were at a brewery with some of your friends to celebrate your birthday a little early. And... The Grammys were going on while we were there, but we had DVR'd it back at my house and you were staying with me. So we, like, saw it come up on the screen when we were out, and then we went home and we DVR'd it and watched it. And Mm. Taylor won
1: for Album of the Year for Folklore. That's when she had the pretty, like, the flower dress with the crazy flower mask. Mm Mm-hmm. She was so stoic. Stoic. (laughs) she was so like composed i remember i do remember like her at that award show and she was just so like calm well it was know? also I mean, COVID she... times like they were all wearing yeah, masks it and stuff it was fucking weird yeah I really know. that's
0: when she performed with jack and aaron the mashup of cardigan august and willow
1: oh on the cute little cabin mm-hmm. that's right that was a good performance probably one of her top grammy performances for sure oh yeah She was just so happy and thriving and just, like, I don't know, COVID changed her, man. I think she just really, like, started to reevaluate her priorities and, like, what mattered. And, I mean, she was still dating Joe, unfortunately. God, for two more years. But one more year, whatever. Yeah,
0: so when they won for Folklore, Aaron Dessner got up and spoke first, which I just think is so cute that she let him go first. And then she spoke second and she shouted out Joe directly in the speech. Unfortunately. Even though,
1: why wasn't he there? What was he doing? That was his only time to go with her to the Grammys. And where was he? Yeah. He's a contributor,
0: contributor on the album. Now I will say they had an all quarantine, like in a house leading up to this. So it was like Aaron, Jack and Taylor, Laura and the other people who worked on the album with them. There was a small group that went to the Grammys. And so maybe, maybe joe just couldn't cut it to hang in quarantine for like a week before the grammys with all of them
1: didn't i make a joke that william ba- will william bowery aka joe doesn't actually exist and she just wrote wrote him in to make him feel important during the whole process i feel like I there's like it, a
0: right? fan theories about that for sure
1: i don't believe he's real and that he contributed anything i don't want to hear about oh joe playing the piano and he always listens the first when to listen to my music it's like is he is he what does he say about it <laughs> That's literally what what she says
0: in this speech. Joe, who is the first person that I play every single song that I write. I had the best time writing songs with you in
1: quarantine. That was a huge offense to Jack. They always joke about that. How he's just like, uh, what? Hello? This guy? This guy? (laughs) He hears it before I do? How is that possible? You call me at 2 a.m. And you're like, oh, my God. I just freaking concocted this in my dreams. It's like, yeah, I woke Joe up first to tell him about it. But then I told you.
0: Jack's like.
1: All right, you tell
0: him whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. We
1: all know the truth. <laughs> hey, I need—I want to write him in and say he's a secret songwriter and just play this whole, like, thing. You know, he's really feeling kind of low. Conversations with friends didn't do so great. And, <laughs> you know, he just needs a W. Uh, yeah, after the You're Losing Me timeline came out, people were
0: going back and finding clips of Jack, and this is one of them where Taylor's like, I want to thank Joe, and Jack's in the background, and he's kind of, like, raising his eyes, like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, William Bowery. (laughs) Or, like, in the Long Pond sessions, he's like, well, William Bowery's not a real person. And Taylor's like, Jack. And he's like, what?
1: (laughs) He's like, (laughs) uh. Joe played one note. For that one song, you know? Doesn't count. It's so good. <sighs> she tried so hard. Yeah. Why do we always talk about Joe? Why? This was relevant. She
0: thanked <sighs> him in her speech. Like, we had to talk about it.
1: God.
0: <sighs> um, yeah. I mean... If you haven't seen the performance of Cardigan, August, and Willow, just also go watch it because it's so. She's good. so happy. It's so good. She's like so happy in it. And that was the she's first like time. Like so, she hadn't been to the Grammys in four years. We're coming out of COVID, and she's dropped two new albums. She hasn't been able to Folk perform albums. any of them. Yeah, it's like the first time yeah. they're performing it live. It was just so great.
1: She's like, I didn't promote them never performed this yeah it's folk yeah it's not about you know real people yeah here it is and then it's like oh wait people actually like this cool that's great because i did spend a lot of time writing them so i appreciate that yep like she was so casual about it but you know if it was poorly received she would have been i'll make another album (laughs) it's like girl no one asked for this you don't. I'll make three more and drop them three days apart.
0: 2021 was epic. 2022, when Evermore
1: was nominated for Album of the Year, she skips it. Probably because she, I don't know. I don't know why she skipped it. What was she doing instead? She was
0: seen at an Oscars pre party with Joe, like around this time, but it wasn't like the same weekend.
1: Once again. Oh, I gotta go support my man. You know he's feeling low again and needs. You know, it's it's okay. I've been to the Grammys so many times. It's fine. Evermore's probably not gonna win anyway. And then it didn't, which is bullshit. But
0: yeah, Evermore is never beating the like least favorite child allegations.
1: Like, you think it is the least favorite child? Mm-hmm. Uh, she out gives of it all no of her loves? albums, she gives it no love. Oh, come on. Well, that's because nobody else gave it love. So y- we all know how this goes. It's like rep. We loved Evermore after I just said she started doing stuff for us. But the <laughs> critics were like, "Ah, eh, you know, it was too close to folklore and it was too similar. Like the vibes are really similar. Obviously, the songs are standalone and completely different. But you know what I mean? Like the vibe was a little too close to home. So it's kind of hard for critics to really separate them. And because folklore came first, it gets the best, you know, most memorable.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't blame the Grammys for not for it the, it not win, winning like it was still nominated for album of the year which i think is huge in itself because of all the reasons that you just said but she didn't go she was nominated for this isn't like before she's like oh she was nominated for like i don't want to live forever in 50 shades of gray like she doesn't go it's like you were nominated for album of the year and you won last year and you still skipped it yeah now we know she had written you're losing me like two months before that, so who knows what she was going through.
1: Right. Yeah, she was going through it. She was suffering through another stupid award show with Joe, just being supportive, unlike him, probably thinking about breaking up with him, you know, going through it. And
0: that brings us to the most recent Grammys, which was last year. And she looked like a freaking smoke show in her long blue long-sleeved blue crop top with the skirt. It was so midnight's, like, uh, crushed the look. The red carpet media was going insane. They were, like, freaking screaming at her, like, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. And she goes, we're not going to rush you. Everyone calm down. And then you can hear someone go, thanks for calming us down. <laughs> this is, like, the media. This isn't even her fans. Uh, and... There's not, like, a whole lot from this night. She ended up winning um, the best music video for the All Too Well short film. But otherwise, the whole night is pretty much just funny clips of her, like, drinking and dancing and, like, doing funny things to Jack.
1: She was probably just such low pressure. She's just I think she likes to go sometimes when she's not performing. She's not, like, nothing's really on the line. Because then she'd just be normal and just get drunk and fuck around. Mm -hmm. Which award show was it that she announced... Midnights. That was at the VMAs. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Right. So that was in like
1: August. Where she did care. And now looking back, that was a very Midnight's dress. Mm-hmm. That was an Easter egg mm-hmm. that we didn't know existed. Yep.
0: That's oh, why yeah. we pay
1: way too close attention to what she wears now. Because it's like, we didn't know. Now it's like, dang, okay. Oh, totally, yeah. The last thing I'll add
0: about last year's Grammys is that Harry won for album of the year and, like, no one cheered. And someone even yelled, like, get off the stage. And so
1: what does Taylor do?
0: She gets up and she's, like, solo standing ovation for Harry, like, trying to cheer him on.
1: And that's when she went to talk to him that night, too. And Mm -hmm. there was, like, a lot of photos of, like, yeah. And then she drops... 1989 deluxe, or not even just deluxe, just the vault songs. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Thought you guys were good. It went from being like, when are they going to do a collab to, oh, yeah. When is
0: Harry Styles going to be featured on 1989? Oh. Oh. Harry Styles
1: died on 1989. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Did she tell him about any of that? It's like, while she's like being nice to him and is like supporting him, it's like... Does she tell her people, her dudes, beforehand? I don't think so. There are definitely
0: at fan edits of of like fake lip lip reading where they're like, "I'm gonna drag you next year with 1989 vault tracks," and he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. great,
1: <laughs> amazing, great. That sounds terrible for me. I'll, I'll, you know, just let me win tonight, okay? Drag me had next year. A very year. successful run up until then, mm-hmm. you know." I mean, I love Harry Styles. Why do I love all of Taylor's exes? You know, they're just very talented. Minus Joe, Joe. You know, even though I'm still reading his book. It's not his book, though. He was just in the show. Actually, you know what's funny is I saw someone on Instagram the other day that was like, oh, yeah, I'm starting conversations with friends. I was like, thank you. She was like, never got around to seeing it. And I was like, let me know how it is. (laughs) Club party of two. I know. I'm like, can I join? Can we watch at the same time so I don't feel like a freaking, the only one out there watching? Like the streaming pops up. It's like one viewer. That's
0: why I need you to read it so that you can watch it and we can finally talk about it. I've been sitting (sighs) on this information alone for
1: years. (laughs) I know. I need to, it's my homework. If I'm committed to this podcast, you know, after we just told the listeners that I'm a true Swifty, but there's a reason why I don't know anything. And then I'm going to dedicate time to reading Joe's book, which is in his book. That's the show he was in. I mean. It's gonna I mean, send the wrong message.
0: What better way to get you ready for the rep era than to uh take yourself back in time with a little Joe stuff?
1: Meanwhile, you're over here rereading the Hunger Games. It's like we are not the same. You see? There's the comparison. I'm like, I read it once like ten years ago plus. I actually think that if you want to get back into reading, The Hunger Games
0: is a great way to do it because I was just fully not thinking I would reread the entire series. I just wanted to read the new book, but it was so good. It made me want to reread the other ones.
1: I don't reread books. I don't have time. There's too many new ones. I can't do it. I
0: don't usually do this. I don't usually reread books.
1: Yeah. I don't know what's going on over there.
0: It's like a comfort book, you know? Sometimes it's like you watching a little Dickie. All the
1: time. Hey, he just dropped his new album. <laughs> Peanut. <laughs> you should re you should reread Twilight though if you're gonna do it. I you never read back. Twilight. And Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, well now's the time. Fifty Shades of Grey. Did you read that? Yes. Mm. You should read Twilight.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll read Twilight if you read conversations with friends. Deal. <laughs> Let's go. Something tells me I'm going to be reading Twilight and you're still not.
1: You're like so I read all four books. I'm like, "How?" <laughs> By the next week's two weeks from now podcast. Like, how? Because they're written for children. <laughs> Side note, talking about the Grammys, back to Taylor, in the montage video that I watched about all the different years, I was so proud when she quoted The Office. I was like, I thought she was a friend's bitch, because she is. Yeah, she was like, oh, I like to quote The Office. Like, um, you know, I'm not superstitious, just, just a little, little suspicious.
0: And I was like, my girl. That's okay. why I almost, oh, I meant to say that line about why I'm wearing the same crew neck oh, again. Oh, I would have been so impressed. I'm not Fucked superstitious. It. I'm just a so little good. stitious. Although I am actually like highly superstitious. Highly. So we're going to be doing a lot of things in our household for weeks on end until the Chiefs lose because it's,
1: we're on a good luck train right now. So. Oh, my God. Including not washing that crew neck. I have washed it. You can't wash it. it. I have washed it, but
0: I might not between now and
1: the playoff game. Yeah, it's critical time. You can't wash it. Yeah. And you have to wear it every day until the next game.
0: All right. So that covers the entire history of Taylor Swift at the Grammys. I hope you're starting to feel ready for it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. it was too good. I
0: hope you're ready for it because Taylor is coming for the Grammys again very soon um, with uh, many nominations for midnights. But now that we have recapped everything, Ryan, do you have like one overall moment? It can be a performance. It could be an award. It could be just Taylor being Taylor and sticking it to the man. At the grammys but do you have an overall favorite moment from taylor's grammy history so far
1: favorite performance would be the one from two years ago cardigan willow august it was perfection in a box i can't really quote anything but i feel like her as a human probably like 2008 like when she first started just a goofy little i don't know you know her thoughts back then were gold and just absurd and that's when she don't said the office sorry quote. for
0: me i've missed the prom but i've been to two Yeah, Yeah. she's just, she's so, yeah. What about you? I think my favorite performance, obviously, I love the one that you just picked. But Out of the Woods, man.
1: I'm going to watch it after this. It's
0: just, it really is Taylor, like, taking a, a big turn from how her performances were to, like, skyrocketing her into stardom. And I just love that Jack is there and he's singing with her live. I think that's my favorite performance. And then favorite moment, as a whole, I just love that she's made an example of people at the Grammys with Mean. But especially, like, even though she got knocked off her pedestal real quick after the fact that she says, like, people who try to take credit for your accomplishments and your fame but no it was you and your hard work and the people who love you i just like man the next time that you need a motivational speech go back and watch that speech because it'll make you want to rule the world
1: out of the woods it's interesting that jack was there singing with her because remember it was not that long ago that we didn't realize that he was on a bunch of her songs including out of the Woods. That he was singing on them. Yeah. 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 And yeah. he was literally doing it back then. And we were just like, oh, who's this guy? Well, you don't
0: really yeah. see him on camera during the part where he does sing. But yeah, that's how like I went down an out-of-the-woods rabbit hole. So All right, so yeah, that wraps up our episode for today. We will be back in two weeks. We're watching the Grammys together. We're gonna have a reaction afterwards. We'll see how Taylor does. And like we said in the beginning of the episode, we are going to be getting you ready for the Heiress Tour to come back in February. So whether you leave a comment on a YouTube video or you comment on our social media accounts, we want to hear if you've been to the Heiress Tour in 2023... What do you recommend for fans getting ready in 2024 to bring to the Eras Tour? We're going to do a little segment on that next time. And while you're at it, why don't you just throw in what was your favorite moment from the Eras Tour so far in 2023? We want to hear from you guys. If you're listening or watching, again, subscribe on YouTube at It Hits Div Pod, or follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter slash X. And we'll catch you in two weeks. Like, follow, subscribe. Bye.